Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's exactly what Jesus said in John 10.10. And today we continue in a series called The Doorway and that doorway is called prayer. As we're called to pray without ceasing and spend time alone with God. Today's message is called Unleashing the Power of Prayer. This is Real Life Radio. Unleashing the power of prayer begins with learning to pray God's will. So first thing, who are we talking to, Jesus or the genie? Okay, a few ways to pray God's will real quickly this morning. Number one, we need to learn to seek his will. We need to learn to seek his will. To find out what the will of God is. And people are like, well, good, we've been wanting to know how to do that forever. Well, I just want to say, very simply, begins by the word of God. And you need to know something. As we seek his will, this is a lifelong pursuit, but you need to understand the Bible is packed with amazing things that we can pray for, that are God's will for us, that we can be confident in. We can confidently pray, like John said. This is the confidence we have if we ask anything according to his will. We can pray confidently. Let me give you just a few examples. I want to real quickly give you five examples of things you can confidently pray knowing they are God's will anytime, knowing God will hear and that he will answer. The first that I want to give you is wisdom. We can pray for wisdom. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Do you understand how powerful that is? You want wisdom about that thing at work? You can't make a decision on that, how you should proceed? Ask God for wisdom. He wants to give you wisdom. You want wisdom on that thing with your kids? It's like, man, I need, I need wisdom on this issue. Ask God the scripture he asked you to ask, and he says he will give it. Wisdom on retirement issues, financial issues, wisdom on whatever it is. Ask for wisdom. He will give it to you. That is a powerful promise. Don't leave spiritual, quote, money on the table. Get what God wants to give you. Ask for it. Secondly, the second thing I think we can pray for is healing. Healing, James 5, 14 and 15. He says, is there any among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. You can confidently pray for healing, knowing the Lord wants you to pray for that and he will hear you. And I think we are so afraid because, well, what if it doesn't turn out the way I want? Let me just be real clear. Let me address that. Um, God doesn't always heal in the way we'd like. He doesn't. That is just a fact. Another really important point, I've said it to you a lot, but I want to say it again in this context. Prayer for healing is not some kind of 
way for us to avoid death. Okay? It doesn't work. The thing that every person who was healed in the Scripture, every single one, they all have one thing in common. Okay? They all died. Okay? As far as I know, like I've told you before, I'm pretty sure the death rate's still hovering right about 100%. I mean, stop and think about that. That's one of those things. We, we, there are people walking around saying, I prayed that they would be healed, but they died. Well, I'm sorry, we're all going to die. If you think death is something to be avoided, you really are going to be ultimately disappointed. Scripture says precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his chosen ones. Death is an entryway into the rest of eternal life. That's what the Scripture says. It's not an ending according to Scripture. It is a new beginning. And so we've got to get this straightened around in our minds. But he still tells us to pray for healing because God wants to heal. And he does heal. But he doesn't always do it the way we want, doesn't always do it in the timing that we want. We just have to understand that. And if it's someone's time to go, we can pray till we're blue in the face and we're trying to pray against the, the very nature of what God created. This is an important understanding. The Apostle Paul had some, he doesn't tell us what it is, calls it a thorn in the flesh, something in his body that he wrestled with. And he said, I prayed three times. And God's response was, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. That may be God's answer sometimes. Sometimes he heals instantly. And he does something that blows people's minds. A friend of mine from California was in town, was in service with us last week had terminal cancer. People prayed for him. He prayed. It was really bad. Doctors gave him some options, and they were all one more horrible than the other. And he was out in his backyard, laid him out before the Lord, just praying, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he heard the Lord almost in an audible voice say, I don't want you to do anything. And so, and I'm not telling you, you should do this. I'm not saying this is God's will for your life. I'm saying this is what my friend determined God had said to him. And so he told the doctor, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do any of them. Doctor said, you're crazy, whatever. Doctor says, will you come back in for a test? My friend prays about it. Lord says, yeah, go in for a test. Went back in for a test. Cancer gone. Cancer gone. Yeah. And the, and the doctors, a whole team of doctors are befuddled. They're looking at the x-ray. They're looking at all That's the part, my favorite part of the story. I love hearing about doctors befuddled, or experts of any kind, right? And, you know, that's what God did for him. I have other friends who it hasn't happened that way. My own mother passed away from cancer. God totally kind of dealt with it. She lived 15, 20 more years, and then it came back, and she passed away from it. But God answered so many prayers and did so many things. Notice what the scripture says. Uh, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. And as I look back in the prayers that we prayed for my mother, did that happen? Yes. So I just want to say to you, don't be shy about asking. We're told to ask. Pray for healing. I think, I think that's one of those ones that our fear that it won't go exactly the way we want. And please don't ever try to manipulate the creator of all things into doing things exactly the way you want. That wouldn't be very godlike, would it? He doesn't guarantee the outcome will be what we di dictate. It'll look like this. 
what he says, I will make them well. And I believe that he will. I want to ask us to be people who pray. Because I think there are a lot of healings that God wants to do that, don't, that we don't align ourselves with because we refuse to pray. Provision is a third thing we could ask for. Just what we need. Remember Matthew 6, he says, the birds of the air, they don't toil or spin, but God feeds them. The flowers, they don't, they don't do that, and he clothes them more beautifully than Solomon in all his splendor. He says, if God will feed the birds and clothe the flowers, won't he take care of you? Oh, you have little faith. Remember then Matthew 6, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. God's provision in Philippians 4, it says, My God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Do you understand? He's talking to people who believe and trust in God. He's also talking particularly to a group of people who were generous with their resources and who gave in support of that ministry. But I want to say to you, you are in good, solid ground to pray for your provision. Now, I also want to say, if your prayer for provision is, God, I need that 4,000 square foot home in that particular gated community because I just do. I think you need to do a word study, the difference between want and need. Really, I think that, you know, sometimes our provision problem is an overextension problem. God's provided plenty. We've just overextended ourselves so badly and bought the wrong things with the resources that he's given us, and we feel like we don't have enough when actually we have plenty. We're just spending it unwisely. You know, Jesus talks about food and clothes in uh, 1 Timothy. He says, if you have food and clothes, be content with that. Food and covering is the actual word. I really feel comfortable, and again, I'm not rewriting scripture here. I feel comfortable including a roof over our heads and transportation to get where we need to do what God needs us to do. If we have food, clothes, a, a roof over our heads, and a place to get where how a place to get whether it's a car or, or transportation to get where we need to go then we're better off than most people in the world and folks stop and think about it most of us are just fine and i don't say that to guilt anybody what i'm saying though is if you don't have provision you should ask god tells you to ask and he will provide for you and please understand i don't think god is some miserly kind of tightwad he is a father who loves to bless his kids not to their own demise but he loves to bless pray to him that way ask him for provision see what he'll do okay salvation for family and friends many of us in this room myself included have loved ones who are far from god and making a mess of their lives and are hurting because of being outside of relationship with father we can confidently pray for that knowing it is god's will Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. That's his desire. That's his will. Keep free will in mind when we pray that. Because I believe when we pray for that loved one, that friend, that coworker, whoever it is, I believe when we pray for them, God begins to move. He begins to tug in their heart in a different way. Circumstances come into alignment where they encounter people. But at the end of the day, they have a free will too, and they must say yes. And I don't believe God will force that on them. But he can make it very hard for them to say no. And that's my prayer. And according to Scripture, we can and should pray that. Don't give up on them. Pray for them. 
We want to take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in the series called The Doorway. And if you'd like to hear the full unedited message or even watch Pastor Sean in action, it's available right now on demand on the sermon page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you think you'd like to visit River City Community Church, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I'd like to invite you to join us for a new teaching series called Bridges, Crossing from Here to There. Many of us go through life assuming we're experiencing all that there is. We have this sense that there's supposed to be more, but we don't really know where to start. This series will take a look at some important bridges that God has designed to take us from the mundane to the extraordinary. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Matama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Every weekend gathering is an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, just visit us online at reallife.org. We look forward to seeing you on the road to real life at River City Community Church. Welcome back as we return to this message called Unleashing the Power of Prayer. This is Real Life Radio. Last thing, a life of purpose. We can confidently pray, God, I want a life of purpose. You created me for work, Lord, that is meaningful. I mean, there are some people going, I, I, I don't have a job. Or maybe, I, I hate the job that I do. I hate it every day. I don't, think it, it, I don't think it honors God. I don't think it matters. I don't feel fulfilled. You can pray for a life of purpose. Ephesians 2.10. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I think you can confidently pray for work that is meaningful, that can make a difference in the world and make a difference in the kingdom of God. And, and understand something. Every, any job, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're in the best job in the world. There are days, there are assignments that just aren't fun, that are hard. I'm not talking about avoiding hard things. I don't think God ever suggests we can avoid hard things. What I do think is, though, you should know the company you're in or the, the vocation you're in, you should know this is something that I believe God's created me for, he's gifted me for, he's given me the ability to work in, and I can make a difference in my company, in my industry, and I can even make a difference in the world. And definitely I can make a difference in his kingdom. You should pray that and you should trust that. So I just want to say those are just five examples. I believe this is a lifelong pursuit, digging into the word, understanding what he has for us. And so I want to challenge you, get about that pursuit. I still am discovering things. So walk with the Lord for, wow, it's over 40, 40 years now. Oh, n- never mind. I still have things that I discover. And that I go, wow, Lord, you have that for me. Okay, I can pray that with confidence. I want to just challenge you. The Psalms is a whole book full of prayers. Pray them. Proverbs is a book of wisdom. Pr- seek it, pray it. As you study the Gospels, Jesus will tell you all kinds of things God has for you. Pray that. You're on solid ground praying as well. And I just encourage you, all of our growth groups are about helping us grow together, and they all engage the Word in one way or another. If you're going like, well, I don't know where to start, get in a growth group. You can go to the Connection Center right outside after service. They can get you in a growth group. Get in a growth group and have some other people begin to help walk them with you so you can discover what God's will is, and you can now begin to pray with that kind of power. Second thing. And i got to do some fast preaching here, okay? 
Second thing, speak his will as you pray it. Speak his will as you pray it. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. I think that is a general prayer. I don't think it's just, I don't think he wants us just quoting that all the time, okay? Because he said, don't quote just vain repetition. I think he's giving us a model prayer and saying, here's how you approach Father. Here's how you do that. And we're supposed to pray his will, but I think we should be specific. Pray according to his will. Read or quote the scriptures. It's a powerful thing to pray the scriptures. Have you ever, have you ever done that? A lost loved one, pray that Second Peter 3, 9 passage. Lord, it says your will is not wanting anyone to perish. So Lord, I pray that, that they will not perish. I pray that they will come to repentance. You're praying the scriptures. You are praying according to God's will. It's very powerful. I encourage you to do that. Your prayers for provision, prayers for whatever. We as an elder team and we as a pastoral team have taken that seriously. Say, said, well, if we're going to ask our people to pray that way, we should pray that way. So if you'll take out of your bulletins, there's a little bookmark I gave you, a little bookmark that we made. At the top of it is Matthew 18, 19. Again, truly I tell you that if any two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. This says River City Community Church Prayer 2014. We began to say, okay, as leaders of this fellowship and this Christian community, what does God want for us? And there's all kinds of things he wants for us in his word. But we prayed, we got together multiple times, different sessions. The elders kind of came up with a broad list and then the pastors kind of honed in on it. What things, God, should we pray for as a congregation that you want us to pray authoritatively because they're your will? Well, here it is. And there happened to be seven of them. And so it was suggested, hey, let's do... One for every day of the week. So this is your prayer guide, and I'm going to ask you to join us and pray these things every day for this fellowship. By the way, let me just say, if we do this, yeah, buckle up, because it's going to get good around here. Okay, these are all prayers that are authoritative. God will answer these prayers. If we align ourselves with his will and pray for these things, great things are going to begin to happen at River City Community Church. Let me briefly go through these. The first thing we're going to pray, Sunday, today, so we can pray it today, ask you to do this. Outpouring of the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit poured out in this fellowship in a new and a fresh way. And you can read those scriptures and see that is exactly God's desire. I don't just mean on the church corporate, I mean on you and on me in our lives. We can pray confidently, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's powerful. That really will set everything here in motion. Uh, Pray for unified vision and passion, that we all have a similar vision of what God wants to do in our lives and as a fellowship. And there's some passages that talk about that. I want you to, every day, especially this week, but, but I encourage you every day to look these passages up and see that the Scripture tells us to, that God wants these things. So we're praying confidently. Tuesday, we're asking for prayer movement at River City. What good does it do if we teach about prayer and we don't actually change the way we pray and grow in, change the way we pray and grow in prayer? So we're hoping that God will start and that we'll initiate a prayer movement. Pray for that. Wednesday, workers for the harvest. Interesting, when Jesus saw the harvest fields were white and the lost souls, he didn't just pray for them. He actually said, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send workers into the field. He prayed for workers. Because before you can have a harvest of souls, you better have a a community of people who are ready to serve them and minister to them and bless them. So pray for workers for the harvest. Those 125 people there on Friday night, all the volunteers for VBS, those are workers for the harvest. People serving in children's ministry now, youth ministry, all over this campus. Workers for the harvest. People who serve outside in our hands and feet ministry and serve all the different ministries around town. Workers for the harvest. Every one of us, when we're in our neighborhoods, 
We have the potential to be a worker for the harvest. That's what we're praying. We're praying for leaders. We're praying for servants to be workers for the harvest. Okay? Souls for the kingdom. We are praying. We, we have an opportunity. God gave us a campus and a facility where we have an opportunity to, to minister regionally. We're praying for people to come to Christ. All those scriptures talk about that's God's will. So we can pray it. Friday, we're going to pray for spiritual protection. Scripture says we have an enemy of our souls who would love to derail God's plan for our lives. We're going to pray for spiritual protection. Those scriptures will explain to you how that's God's desire. That's what he wants to do. Saturday, we're going to pray for supernatural power and provision. Beyond what we can do, we're going to pray for what only God can do. And those scriptures will tell you that that's God's desire. We're serious about being specific and articulating because unleashing the power of prayer begins with learning to pray God's will. And I'm asking you to join us in that. I encourage you, by the way, to make your own list that looks like this. Specifically, if you're praying for provision, take some of the take scripture I shared today, add some more of your own and say, God, I'm praying for provision. And let him, let him minister to you and bring that about. If you're praying for a loved one, pray. But you should have your list like this of specific things that you're saying, God, according to your will, I'm asking these things. And see what God does when we get real serious about how we pray. The last thing. We, of course, need to seek his will, speak his will as we pray, and we need to follow his will. And this maybe goes without saying, but too many people live in this reality, so I just want to point it out. You can't pray his will and then ignore it. Because that creates a barrier between you and God. Yeah, if you're praying his will and have no intention of walking in it, you don't really want his will, you're rubbing a lamp. Okay? You're rubbing a lamp. You're not praying. You're talking to the genie, not talking to Jesus. And I just want to say, we got to get serious about the will of God because that's where the power is released, folks. I'm telling you, obedience releases the power of God. I've told you that before. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. One of the saddest things as a pastor of a congregation that I've had the chance to see and experience is people who know the truth, know the truth better than I do, but they refuse to let the truth set them free. They've been to Bible studies for years. They could quote scriptures till they're blue in the face, but they don't let the truth set them free. I've seen people very committed to prayer meeting, and they go to prayer meeting week after week after week after week, and nothing ever changes. And it's because they're not willing to change. Obedience releases the power of God. Because you begin praying the will of God, you're gonna, he's going to start showing you areas where you're out of alignment. I need you to adjust over here. And that's the whole point. He's delivering you to life. So he's going to start showing you. You pray for that loved one, he's going to maybe give you an assignment with that loved one. That relationship with that child that's so difficult and so painful, he's going to start saying to you, I want you to respond differently. Well, no, God, because they, I don't care about them right now. I want you to respond differently. Watch what I do for them. Be amazed, the power of God. See, I do want to say, if you're not seeing answers Ask yourself the question, are there areas where you are violating or ignoring his will? Because they will be destructive to your prayer life. Listen, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. This isn't a power of God problem. Nor his ear too dull to hear. This isn't a God not listening problem. He says, verse 2, But your iniquities, your sins have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. I will tell you one more prayer that God always hears and responds to is prayers of repentance. 
Repentance is that deal that says, I'm going my way. God's way is this way. God's back here. I'm, I don't want any part of it. I want my way. I want to be God in my life. Repentance is when I realize the foolishness of that in my mind and with my feet and I turn. That's repentance. It's what it means to turn in my thought and in my life. And I turn, God, I want your way. And what's funny is we think God was so far away. He wasn't. He's right there. We were the one who was far away. The minute we repent, Father's right there. So I want to challenge you if maybe there's areas where disobedience has hindered your prayer life. Maybe you're a person who's never given your heart to Jesus. You can do that today by simply saying, Father, I'm sorry, I want your way, not mine. Thank you for Jesus Christ and his death on the cross to pay the just penalty for my sin. I receive that gift. Come into my life now and lead me. I want your way, not mine. That simple prayer will lead you to eternal life, and you can pray it today. Thank you, Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Real Life Radio in this series called The Doorway. And if you'd like to hear this full, unedited message all over again and this series, it's available right now as a free download. You can even see the video podcast at the sermons link at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to come visit River City Community Church located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park. You can see all the details, directions, and service times again at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262. As Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I'd like to invite you to join us for a new teaching series called Bridges, Crossing from Here to There. Many of us go through life assuming we're experiencing all that there is. We have this sense that there's supposed to be more, but we don't really know where to start. This series will take a look at some important bridges that God has designed to take us from the mundane to the extraordinary. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Matama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Every weekend gathering is an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, just visit us online at reallife.org. We look forward to seeing you on the road to real life at River City Community Church. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525.